0: Welcome back, Dreadfuls. You're listening to another episode of Left for Dread, the horror podcast for everyone. From newbies to fanatics, we are not a spoiler-free podcast, so make sure you have seen the movie or movies we are talking about before you listen. I'm one of your hosts, Rye.
1: And I'm your other host, Chris. And welcome back, Dreadfuls. So, if you were just listening to uh, the Blair Witch 2016 episode... I'm so sorry. We, we, we <laughs> took the powers of time and space, and we, we altered our schedule so we could do grave encounters, because we were talking about it like like the last 20 minutes of the episode, and yeah. I, I demanded it to be Canon, and while I was in town over the weekend to celebrate yeah! rise Dark batchism, we, we I, I arrived uh a little bit early so we had enough time to watch grave encounters together so it was quite wonderful
0: right it was just, such I, a, I a good experience
1: i'm sorry
0: <laughs> it was such a good experience yes
1: right, i want to point out that i really wish i mean it's a lot it's a lot easier to get to new york or from where i am but i wish we could just <laughs> watch every single movie together because that was like the most fun ever yeah just, watching, just like Just, like, yelling at the TV. We did.
0: Chris, okay, so I know in in previous episodes we've talked about how we have two very different, like, listening styles of, uh, and, like, watching styles of movies. And especially when it comes to something that, like, I've seen before. I've always said, like, I will yell at the TV. It's a thing that I do. You're
1: a yeller. It's fun. I I
0: love it. I I get really irritated by stupidity in horror movies. So it's a good thing that it, like, happens a lot. But Chris has since said that he has a tendency to watch movies in silence. So he tried to live tweet it. I think he got three tweets in and then just zoned into the movie. Yeah. Okay. But you did yell at the TV. (laughs) You did yell at the TV, though. You engaged. I did. did. So (laughs) I'll take it. See,
1: that's the thing. Okay, so I we've established that it's not a good combination of me watching and live tweeting because I just got really engrossed into the movie and I yeah, stopped tweeting. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I would not know. Sorry, I I, just,
0: I think it's I think it's hilarious.
1: But I, I really enjoyed watching this movie with you. This movie was so much fun. Um I wasn't
0: so The movie that we were supposed to watch for this episode, we've pushed to a totally different episode down the pipeline. We'll get to it eventually. But after we recorded last week's episode, Chris was like, I was like, I think I need a palate cleanser. And he just decided he was like, no, let's just let's just do it for an episode. So Grave Encounters became our episode because it's our palate cleanser found footage horror movie. And it was Chris's first time seeing it, and probably like my fiftieth, because I love Craven Encounters so much. It's a
1: really, just... really campy but wonderful movie. Like, I, because it's like a it's a satire and a love letter to like ghost. Like, what's it no, what, What's
0: the what's ghost the most hunters. famous
1: um, uh, ghost hunting show? Isn't it Ghost Hunters? It is it? Okay, yeah, Ghost Hunters or any other knockoff show like that. Um, I keep forgetting the name of the show where it's like a bunch of frat bros just yelling at ghosts to come at them. Yeah, anyway, it's it's a bunch of the... It's, it's just like a, a nice satire slash love letter to all these um, ghost hunting shows that were really, really popular. I guess like the early aughts. And I just loved how tongue-in-cheek it was because... And it, it just it just felt really natural, like the way they shot it. Like, uh, it's it's a found footage style, so you got to see the characters or the actors like code switch. They 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 put on a face for the camera, as in for, as in the audience of their um ghost hunting TV show, and then you just see their natural reactions, and then you just see them slowly descend into madness. And it's like, um, oh god, this movie's great. Um, and it has like this nice really punk rock indie feel that I found really endearing. And I'm pretty sure right, I'm pretty sure this is a cult classic, right? Like it, it made a bunch of money at the box office. Or, or...
0: Ah, I don't actually know. I know it has three stars on IMDb, which is blasphemous. But the writers and directors are known as uh, two brothers called the... the vi- Well, they're not brothers, but they're called the Vicious Brothers. And it Chris is right. This makes fun of every single ghost hunting show that you've ever seen or fallen asleep to. And even down to, like, them faking... Like, the paranormal that happens, like, or the experiences of the people around them. And it's kind of why I love the movie so much. Like, one of the, one of the best examples of that <laughs> was when they paid was off the gardener. the gardener
1: to, like, to say, like, just gave him 20 bucks to say something. And, like, the, the gardener's uh, affect and delivery was so flat and so so obviously fake and it's like this is beautiful i
0: in the 10 years that you've worked here have you ever seen it yeah i saw a ghost it was over there it was scary
1: and he turned around and just stared off into the distance
0: (laughs) (laughs) but then you can hear an audio cue at some point in the movie where the whole tone changes and that's where you know you're in for some shit and it starts off very subtle Uh, a door will fling closed by itself, a wheelchair slowly creeps across the floor and it doesn't go that far. And then as as the night progresses, like shit really starts to go down. Like a lamp falls over and then they find their missing crew member who has become a patient. And then they all, after they find him, they all wake up in a closet with hospital bracelets on and it just progresses it just progresses more and more and more and more into a, a descent into madness now inquiring minds i'm sure you want to know if we're going to do an episode on grave encounters too uh, i know chris wants to cuz we watched the trailer right after we watched the movie and he was like oh my god yes and i was like oh. uh, again i have a
1: really low bar for entertainment so
0: <laughs> so it, Maybe Chris will watch it and do a blog post about it. I don't think I can sit through it because I thought it was she's, crap. She's
1: dropping the moratorium right now.
0: I thought it was crap. But I love the first one. And I think that the first one should absolutely become part of your repertoire if it hasn't already. It's just one of those, like, found footage horror movies that you can put on in the background. And you can either sit there and watch it really intently or watch it while you're doing something else. And... It still captivates you, yeah. And, and you, you get when you know something's coming, you're gonna run back to the TV and you're gonna watch it, and then go back to doing whatever you were doing. Like it is a genuinely, like I think, a good movie.
1: Yes, I thought so too. Um, and it's, uh, I think they had some really genuine scares. Uh, I think it does a good job of building tension. Uh, it has good pacing, and I, I just, I felt like characterization was was I mean the movie is like it's like a standard length for horror movies like an hour and a half.
0: Which is a good it's a, that's a perfect length for a horror movie I feel yes. like.
1: Correct. I, I didn't feel like it was too long or too short. It didn't feel like it dragged and I felt like it was enough time to really get attached to the characters. Like my personal favorite character was uh Houston Gray played, played by Mackenzie Gray. He was the psychic. I just loved how campy and hammy he played up his psychic medium and and then as if it was like night and day when the real shit started to go down he was freaking out like he was way out of his element and he really to me like he really sold that dichotomy and i I just like i thought like everyone in this movie was great
0: so was there so you mentioned that there were some good jump scares was there anything that like genuinely made you jump because when I watch movies with people that haven't seen them and I've seen them before, I have a really bad habit sometimes of watching the person's reaction instead of watching the movie. This is not the case with grave encounters. I was all in with grave encounters. So I was not looking at you at all. So I am genuinely curious if anything just made you jump even even like a even like a smidge. like it made your toe twitch or something.
1: Um. The t- The tolerance of jump scares, I can't really... I, I don't want to, like, assume anyone. Like, some people might be, like, really inundated to them. Some people might be, like, super susceptible. Oh, you know what? I th- I feel like... The- okay, it- for-, for me, I I guess it-, it would count as a jump scare for others. But for me, it was just super amusing. And it was, like, that one scene where they're in the closet and all, all those hands started pouring out of the walls and they're trying to grab people. Oh,
0: yeah! I love that.
1: Um... I mean, yes, there there are quite a bit of those, especially in the third act. But like, I didn't think they were as scary. Uh, to me, they they felt a little campy. But like, not in the bad way. To me, I just loved at how, like, over the not not over the top. I just love how I just like like the the execution, the delivery of it. Um, I didn't feel too much out of place. I felt it felt in. It felt like the, the 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 scares, quote unquote, were really in the same tongue and t- tongue tongue and cheek tone that you really see throughout the entire film, like like these like all all these hands coming in the walls, or like whenever you see like a revenant and their face is normal, and then all of a sudden their eyes go white and they have like this really bad raccoon eye shadowing around their face, and then their mouth just opens like twenty times bigger, like emotet from the mummy. Like, some some people might, up, might, might find that scary. I found it really entertaining and amusing, which made me love this movie all the more. And there was a lot of that in the third act.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, I do think that uh, the ghost hunting show that you were trying to think of, because this is actually in the trivia section on IMDb. It says, the show format and lead role draw influence from real-life show Ghost Adventures... And the series lead, Zach Baggins, who is known for his black muscle shirts and technique of trying to invoke ghost presence by cussing at the supposed specters <laughs> and inviting attacks, which is exactly what Chris really wanted them from this movie. And that's exactly what he got.
1: Yes, I loved it. It was very cool. Um, we've almost established that, that Rai and I should never be in a haunted house together because mm-hmm. I, would, I, would, I would try to provoke the ghost, and I would also try to scare Rye the entire time. Yeah, and
0: that's that's just not happening. Like, I'll happily go visit... Was it? A, the Eastern State Pen Eastern Pen. In Philadelphia? Eastern Pen, Overnight yeah. Lock-In. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The only way I would ever do an overnight lock-in in a place like that with you is if... There, there were sh- we were shackled together, and there was no way you were getting away from me because <laughs> you, you know, you would be so terrible to me.
1: <laughs> well, Ra, I guess this would be a bad time to tell you that I'm secret. I, I have. A, a, Are you pursuing, secretly still in my I'm apartment? Pursuing my 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 second or third resolution of this year by becoming Harry Houdini and learning how to pick locks and escape oh out God. of handcuffs. So no. So <laughs> it's not gonna
0: happen. I thought you were gonna tell me that you were secretly still hidden somewhere in my apartment. And oh that yeah, that, yes, that just... too. Yes, <laughs> yes. The, the podcast me... <laughs> is
1: coming from insi- inside your
0: apartment. Oh no, from inside the house. Yeah,
1: it would be really funny if it's to. if your phone starts ringing right now. It's it's just my voice. I just I just I just an hour before we started recording, I pre-recorded my voice, and then I call your phone and I play it. And then, and then, it would be like a- All of this
0: is why I don't want to get locked overnight with you (laughs) in a mental institution. It's not happening. Oh. Now, I will happily help you set up cameras and watch you and Andy and Stan drive each other crazy.
1: Oh, yes, please. It's going to happen. That,
0: that is a show I would watch. (sighs) Just hope that you don't get stuck in a time loop. Um, but, okay, yes. So, so uh, I let's, love say, that. yeah, that so let's my, talk uh, about the was, time paradox. That was like, the whole back, impetus
1: yeah. that we were watching this film because Blair Witch tried to do the time paradox bottle episode format. But do you see peak. what I
0: mean about doing it correctly and doing it yeah. well? Like, that's I found why this... I like this movie.
1: And I found the, the this movie did it so low key, so simply, and it was super effective. It, it was just a matter of, uh, you know, adding the time stamps, um, but it was, like, it, it was, like, 7.30 in the morning, according to the camera, but it was still pitch black dark out, or the fact that, you know, Kenny never arrived, and, or um, the main character, Lance, uh, he's been giving his daily vlog updates, and he's like, oh, it's been, like, 20 hours, or 24 hours, like, we have no food, all the food's boiled, I, we're gonna try to get some rest, and, of towards the end very end of the film you know he's i guess he's he didn't have anything to eat for like 48 hours at least uh he he ends up bashing a rat with a pole and eating it um yeah i i i love it's like it was just one element off out of many that just built tension with the characters like like it's still dark out, and there's no radio reception, and Kenny's not there. And then they break open the, the the chain door, and they just find another hallway, and like they're they're explaining to themselves, oh shit, like the the, the hospitals like morphing around them, or we're just lost in an endless maze, um, and there's just it, it it was like they just it was like these small bits of anxiety inducing hooks that just built in, into layers and layers and um, it wasn't it didn't conflict with each other and it didn't take away from like the main arc it just it just accentuated it and I felt like that's what Blair Witch did wrong they did they tried to add too many elements and it just broke the tone it broke the immersion or it just broke the flow of the story and Grave Encounters, which is all, it just all flowed really naturally. And that's why I love a lot about this film.
0: I noticed something for the first time while you and I were watching this. So there's a part in the movie where they say, well, Kenny's supposed to come back at six o'clock in the morning. And you had asked me a question. You were like, oh, you you said something about like, oh, well, Kenny will be back sooner. Kenny will do this or whatever. Like you were confused as to as to why they were like freaking out so much. And I was like, well, Chris, look at the timestamp. And it said it was like 6, 7, like 6.15 or 7.15 in the morning. And it, it was the first time I had noticed it that at that time they were way past what was supposed to go down before they decided to break the door down and realize that that hospital is alive and breathing and you're they're trapped um we also had very interesting discussion about whether as a spirit you would rather be you know residual and trapped repeating the exact same day-to-day shenanigans and dying the same way every day or if you would just rather just not know you're dead and just exist
1: What was the other type? It was a uh, oh god. Um, it, it, was was, it was a residual
0: haunting, or it was something like that. Was just more. Um, um, it's where you have a more active
1: awareness. Yeah, kind of like a get, kind of like a poltergeist with, the, with, with, with other people. Um, yeah, as opposed to be being stuck in like a quote unquote loop uh, when you're in the residual form. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would, I, I, I still agree, or I still stand by it. I think the residual being a residual spirit would suck, because um, that, that, that in itself is like a kind of hell, kind of yeah. Torture. Uh, I would
0: not be a fan of that.
1: Yeah, at least with the other, you could like mess around with people, <laughs> which I would do. This is
0: Chris telling you what this like what's gonna happen after he goes. He's just gonna haunt everybody. Yes, yes. So. But all in all, I I can't say anything bad about this movie just because it's so like near and dear to my heart, and I love it. And it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but it was such a sorely need- needed palate cleanser because watching what Blair Witch tried to do, and I already knew that there was a movie that had done it well. It really irritated me. Whoever, like Adam Wingard, you should have just watched Grave Encounters and like take notes. I mean, you're a director. You obviously have talent. You could have fixed some stuff that you found problematic. But instead, you do what you did to Blair Witch. And you you fucked it, man. You borked it. You borked it. So I knew knew that there was a good example of this out there. And I needed to share it with Chris. Yeah, I'm very pleased. I'm really happy we did that. I'm surprised
1: I missed out on this. Because this is a pretty big cult film so i I did a double check so i think uh, it came out in
0: 2011 right yes
1: yeah it came out in june 2011 um it had a very modest budget of 120k and then it made 5.4 million the box office which that's 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 a that's a nice profit return yeah um so i think i I saw
0: it for the first time like maybe a year after it came out mm-hmm. or a couple of months I like probably found it illegally and watched it <laughs> on my <laughs> computer sounds more like me
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah and like the
1: obviously this movie successful and that's why I warranted a sequel now I haven't watched a sequel yet but Rai does not like it
0: uh, I'm not a fan no
1: no <laughs> Um, I know we I guess like was the sequel just like a cheap knockoff or just a complete different direction? It was like Book of Shadows Oh yeah, just like Book of Shadows?
0: Yeah it, it was sort of like so Book of Shadows operated under the assumption that the events of Blair Witch were real that the witch was real that the events were real what blair witch 2016 did was took the the part that was real was that his sister actually did go missing and i'm not going to say the witch was real because what the fuck whatever the fuck showed up at the end of that movie was not was not that so we're just going to ignore that grave encounters 2 operates under the assumption that the crew went missing and these are people that want to find out like what actually happened and they go back to the hospital Et voila! They're like, "Oh, it's real! Oh shit! Now we're stuck." Yeah, that's the sound I made when I was done yeah. watching it. Yeah, it doesn't
1: sound.
0: It's know. not. It's not quite. It, it's one of those things where something did really well, and people want to capitalize on it, so I they make a you sequel. Do.
1: I mean, I mean, as you do, still, but if you're still, gonna like, do it, make it worth it.
0: Right, but make it worth it, you know. Like Book of Shadows failed miserably, but I will love to hate watch the absolute shit out of that any day of the week. It was, it's it's great to hate watch, but Grave Encounters too. I was just sort of like, I don't. I want to pretend that this movie doesn't exist because it doesn't do enough for its namesake. Now that being said, I have such a harsh view on it because this is how I. Have kept feeling about it since I saw it. It I only saw it once, so I w- I would watch it again to see if my words bear repeating, <laughs> and see if it holds up to the horrific standard I remember it leaving on me. But there's a reason why I only saw the movie once.
1: Mm-hmm. Because that, that was the only that was the only time you needed to see it. Apparently. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. Just like Blair Witch 2016, it's the only time I need to see that movie, too. Now, Book of Shadows? Yeah!
1: <laughs> so, I'm curious. Hey, I, I, just, I, I just found out about this, like, like a minute ago. Please so don't tell apparently me they're remaking <laughs> Grave Encounters. on May 6 2015, the Vicious oh, Brothers announced a prequel title called Grave Encounters The Beginning. So, what's your vibe check on that? Like... Bye. Yeah,
0: so, I mean, yeah. I it's been like... That's been... Fo- okay, so first of all, it's been five years. Yeah, it's been four. four like, yeah, so
1: it's like, I don't know what happened. I guess it, so it, let's it's just stuck in development hell right now.
0: Or that they thought better of it and they're not going to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. But I'm guessing Which is okay. from your reaction, it doesn't need a prequel? No. Okay.
0: Well, what would you do? The origin story of the hospital and the doctor and all that crap? You don't need
1: it. Yeah, it might be be a movie about the doctor itself or... No,
0: uh, you don't need it.
1: Yeah. Part of the reason why Horror
0: is successful is they told you everything you need to know about this guy. You don't need to make a movie about him watching him do what he did to his patients and then at the end of the movie having the satisfaction of knowing that like... So here's the way the movie would play out in the back of my mind. And since I did this for Blair Witch, let's just assume I could be right. You're probably I'm getting right. A little. right. <laughs> I'm getting a little cocky here because I get irritated when shit like this goes down. Well,
1: you're an established horror professional, so you... you
0: yeah. So here's the, how the movie I see playing out. Okay? It's Grave Encounters, the prequel. Okay. You open on the hospital. You get to know your friendly lobotomy doctor. And you see that he wants to do good for the hospital. He wants to revolutionize how he treats people and lobotomies and blah, blah. And then the whole supernatural element comes in with the satanic, quote unquote, satanic ritual. And, and even Elder though it was Hustark, just dark, no less. It was just a bunch of runes, so it's okay. You know, anytime you need spooky writing, just throw a rune in there. and Don't do your goddamn research. It's totally cool and, and pretty on par. And then you get your ending where the six patients that escaped kill the doctor. And then you do a time jump and you see the beginning of Grave Encounters. And now you're done.
1: That's what I loved about the OG Great Great Encounters. Like, it told the backstory of the, the doctor. In, it, like, three it,
0: sentences. Like,
1: not, like yeah, it, it was super efficient. It was really quick shots. It was, like, quick shots of Lance taking vid- uh, video of all, like, the anatomy information on the chalkboard. Um, and then he stumbles onto it, like, another part of the secret lab. Then he finds the the dark altar with the skull and a bunch of candles in a circle, and he finds a, like an old leather-bound book with Elder Fuithark in it, um, and then he turns around, and then the ghostly apparitions are performing a, another lobotomy. Um, yeah. and that's all you need to know. It's like, oh, there, there's like some some crazy Hugo Strange doctor with a megalomaniacal complex just got mad with with the, the 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 lust and thirst for knowledge, and went to like some secret secret eldritch dark tomb of knowledge, and that's it. That's all you needed to know. It does it, does it in really three really quickly in three short shots. I was like, great, this is effective storytelling. Like show, don't tell, and be efficient about it, especially because of a horror film. It doesn't really need to be more than ninety minutes. Uh, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, but and I'm telling you like, point blank, that's exactly how an origin story movie would go. And they would go so far as to end it with the beginning of Grave Encounters and watch them going into the hospital so you get that full circle moment. I'm hoping that the reason why you haven't heard anything about this movie since then is because they went against, they they went with their better judgment and they decided against it and they didn't do it.
1: See, that, that, that model... You, we I've seen it so many. You've years. seen it
0: so many times. It's stupid.
1: It, it's it's a lazy. It's lazy, unoriginal. It's lazy type of writing. storytelling, and th- I I can see why they it, it happens so often because like the original, like the original Grave Encounters, the original th- the thing, the original Ridley Scott's Alien. Like these. are It's all like mantis- doing
0: another. It's like doing another Blair Witch movie, and you doing an origin story about the witch herself. Yeah. That- Exactly. And the sociopath that killed all those people, and the guy that killed the kids—it's the same thing. It's like doing an origin story about the town of Maryland. Like you don't need to do that. Also, speaking of Maryland, this hospital was also supposedly located in Maryland. So, and all the I find it really are- funny <laughs> that a lot of these found footage horror movies are taking place in Maryland. I like it, Maryland. What's up, man? <laughs> like- I
1: know I miss I miss my old stomping grounds. Let's go. We're gonna go. We're gonna we're gonna do a haunted tour month in Maryland. We're gonna to go to Burkittsville and the, the the Black Hills, and then to this hospital. Actually, we can't actually go to this hospital. It was actually filmed in uh, uh, British Columbia, uh, British yeah. Columbia. So, yeah. Sorry, I I know. There's a couple. I'm sure there's a couple abandoned hospitals and asylums in
0: Maryland. I'm is. sure there is. Yes.
1: Oh or, wait a minute! Hold on. Eastern Where's um
0: some... Where's the no Lizzie Borden house? I'm sorry. Where was the Lizzie Borden house? The Lizzie Is that in Massachusetts? Uh Or is that near Maryland?
1: I'm doing a fact check right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh the Lizzie Borden house is in Fall River, Massachusetts.
0: Okay, because they turned that house into a bed and breakfast. Yes, they did. I would absolutely stay there. <laughs> Alright, add it. Add that it to we the can list. do. Add it to the camp. That we can and, do. Yes. And we have to go to I think it's Iowa where the oh. axe murders took place. Oh.
1: That's cool. Basilica. Um
0: no, okay. That's good. also yeah, that too. That's also uh, another horror movie. Isn't there I am th- pretty
1: sure I think I shared this on the group or with you, uh, where they filmed Friday the thirteenth. Like there's like a the Camp Crystal Lake experience where you actually camp out where the film mm-hmm. was made and
0: uh, yeah yeah all that good stuff yeah but does that include a, a visit from jason oh of course
1: oh okay <laughs> <From> yours truly <laughs> like
0: like do we get woken up in the middle of the night to jason trying to kill us is this part of the experience hey hey
1: if, if you're paying any, head for the Thirty-five or forty or fifty dollars. I want my money's worth. I want Jason to come by and scare the living hell of us in the middle of the night.
0: I think my favorite. Okay, I know we're sidetracking, but I think my favorite. I have two favorite Jason kills. One is the sleeping bag. <laughs> it's just so good. But then the other one is from that really horrible Jason in Space movie that we won't. Oh, talk Jason
1: about. X? <laughs> yeah, it's terrible.
0: But the best part about that movie is the nitrogen is the nitrogen kill where of he course. freezes her face and then smashes it on the dashboard. It's the best part of that movie. Uh
1: Jason X.
0: No no no, it's Jason in space. J- oh <laughs> Yeah. It's Jason in space.
1: <laughs> Jason Space. Oh man. I think one one of these days we gotta do a franchise episode about About Friday the 13th.
0: That's going to take us forever. I I know.
1: One of these days.
0: It's on the list.
1: It is. Uh, We have a lot
0: of franchises that I would love to get to and get through, one of which being my favorite, which is Child's Play, mm -hmm. because I love Chucky.
1: Yeah. You know, I... Major tangent. I still haven't watched the Mark Hamill new Chucky film. I haven't
0: either. I, I have no desire.
1: Okay. Well... We'll get it's on only because we, have, we have many franchises to cover.
0: It's um, only because the entire production company of the original Child's Play did not sign off on it, give it their blessing, and they're in the middle of making a Chucky TV series. And they said that they're not done with the movie universe. So why? I, okay, you know what? We can't we can't, go th- we can't. we can't do this again. Too many tangents. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. But if you are looking for a good, a really good found footage horror movie that deals with ghosts and petty people... And and snarky people and a time loop that is done correctly, then go watch Grave Encounters. Hell yeah. Because there's so much better than Blair Witch. I love
1: this film. Like, um I again, like, I didn't really find Blair Witch as terrible as Rai does. Like, I didn't give it much of a high praise either, but um, I mean, this movie was. Just so I would rather recommend Book Fun. of Shadows
0: to someone than Blair Witch Twenty Sixteen. Yeah, that's how much I hated that movie.
1: Yeah, and you watch you watch Book of Shadows like four times. Four I, times. That still <laughs> baffles me. It's crazy, but um, yeah, this film, I I really don't have anything bad to say about it. It's just it's just a nice, succinct, clean. Uh, really? Uh, for me, on the spoopy scale, it's not that scary, but it's scary enough where like it just it just gets the giggles out of you because it's just so it's so it's so well done. Um, and it still has that continuous tongue and cheek, uh, bite throughout the entire film. Um, and you know, I, I. I want more, but I don't because, like, apparently the sequel is bad, but I-, I could definitely see this film being, like, what what it is to ride right now. Just watch it, like, as white noise in the background or watching it for, like, the 50th time in a row. Like, this this is definitely one of those type of type of films where you just eat, like, comfort food because it just gets better with every watch.
0: Um, yeah, like, seriously, I could sit down with a glass of wine and a bowl of macaroni and cheese and watch this movie.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good
0: way to spend a night in
1: it's a very good way um right what was your favorite part of the film um
0: if you could narrow it down um i thought waking up at the hospital bracelets was a really nice touch i always enjoy that because that is just on like a psychological level that's really fucking creepy mm-hmm. you're you're really stressed out you don't understand quite what's happening Because you've spent most of your... The first five episodes of your career TV show manifesting fake psychic phenomena and supernatural phenomena. So now you're in a situation where you're terrified. You don't really understand what's going on. You know that there's a bunch of shit going on outside this door that's gonna... That's scary enough that you have isolated yourself. And you wake up in a closet and you, all of you, have hospital bracelets on. So Mm -hmm. that... On its own, just as like an element of this movie, is really terrifying.
1: I love um, that moment. Um, for me, my my favorite moment, I guess, like I guess my favorite kill uh, was when um, Houston dies. Like he he gets separated. Houston has the
0: best death of the of all of Seriously, them. Seriously, it's
1: so good. So he gets separated from the rest of the crew. He doesn't have a flashlight, uh, and he's just pitch he, black. Yeah, it's pitch black. Um, and you can only see him from the previous camera's mat up uh, at the start of the shoot. So he's wandering down a hallway. He's feeling around. Um, and then he just sees. Well, well, first, um, first he starts getting choked out. Um, mm-hmm. like he gets lifted off the ground, like like three feet off the ground, getting choked. Then he gets knocked off, and he's struggling for breath. And then there's like this really, really eerie like will-o'-wisp light that that appears the camera so and the camera just appears like this blazing ball of white light that follows him and it explodes and then you just see uh houston get knocked forward like a couple feet and he just, just doesn't move it's like oh my god that's such a cool shot such a cool um, like a rag doll yeah it's it just was, like
0: flung across the tile floor it was
1: really cool i really enjoyed that scene
0: Yeah, Houston's death is probably the best, even though, like, Chris and I had a moment where while you're watching him sort of feel around and everyone's hiding in the closet, we both sort of looked at each other and we were like, Houston, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. Just because, you know, it was a a shot. We had to take it. But his death is probably one of the most effective ones and one of my favorites. Um... I do also like the bathtub scene. The bathtub was
1: really cool. That's when TC uh, The bathtub TC was fucking dies. creepy as hell. Yeah.
0: The bathtub, basically one of the old bathtubs that they used to use in, when the asylum was still functional, uh, fills up with blood and then someone just gets taken into the bathtub and then the bathtub drains itself and the body is not there. And you're like, what the shit just happened? So some of the things that are in this movie are actually kind of effective if you think about them just on their own. Some of the stuff is actually kind of campy and schlocky, but the movie overall, the way it was made, is so good you just don't care. Because it's well done. So if you, like us sat through Blair Witch 2016 and said, I need a palate cleanser. This was terrible, but I don't want to shy away from the genre. Like, if it hadn't put you off of the genre completely, do yourself a favor. Watch this. Watch this movie. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh, I
0: love Grave Encounters so six, much. <laughs> six out
1: of five uh, ghostly patients. Ghostly
0: that's, bathtubs?
1: Yes. That's what yes, I Yes, me this. too. Um, I want to pivot a little bit. So... While doing doing some research, I found um, this South Korean horror film that's very tonally and structurally similar to Grave Encounters. So I know we're always looking out for new horror films, uh, so this might be a cool one to check out. So this one's called Gunjian, um, colon, Haunted me- Asylum. Um, so it came out I want to watch this.
0: I'm sorry i want to watch this yeah
1: yeah i, I want to watch it too so ba- i don't know maybe you want to bump this up right after this one or just it. we might it. have
0: to bump another episode i want to uh, uh, we'll okay we'll do some housekeeping okay this, but we'll i want to put we'll, this on the roster
1: uh, we'll, we'll just we'll just throw it out there we should do this for a future episode hell yeah that. hell yeah um so it came out in 2018 it's also a fan footage horror film. Uh, directed by Jung Bumshik, uh, so it's based on a hospital, or a real life hospital, um, and the basic narrative is it centers around a horror web series crew that travels to an abandoned asylum for a live broadcast in order to garner views and publicity, um, and apparently this film was a massive success. Um, so it became the third most watched horror film in South Korea after A Tale of Two Sisters and Phone, um, which is saying a lot, like we, yeah. we did it, we, we, we reviewed A Tale of Two Sisters and that was monumental. Uh, oh, so, so for this, God. for a movie that's so recent to, um, garner that much hype, um, on the South Korean horror scene, um, yeah, and I, we should Definitely check this movie out.
0: Yeah, no, I absolutely want to check this movie out. That sounds so up my alley and so up our alley. So, cool. yes, I'm down. Cool. No.
1: <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> we'll, um, we'll okay, out. so I don't, know. I
0: don't know. This might be a short episode. On a different note that's not related to Grave Encounters, we've mentioned the company Cavity Colors on this show before. No, it's not sponsored, but I wish it was. Uh, Cavity Colors is having a sale. They've brought back some reprints on some of their most popular designs. This particular resale is happening 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this Wednesday. That's going to be the 15th, and it's Trick or Treat. <gasps> Trick or yeah, treat. So yeah, gu- oh, yeah. so good. So I want Sam hoodies, Sam t-shirts. I want all the shit. I really hope they have pins. But yeah, so they're having a sale based on all of their trick-or-treat designs. Go check out Cavity Colors for all your horror shenanigans. I have an office office. I have an awesome Krampus hoodie. Krampus. Which now goes perfectly with my Krampus t-shirt that Chris got me for my birthday. Yes. I got, uh,
1: so. <laughs> so we have matching Krampus long sleeve shirts. We do. It's very cool. Uh, thank you, so, FYE. Yeah. That, that, that's all you.
0: Yeah. So go check out Cavity Colors and go watch Grave Counters, guys. Please do go buy yourself something nice from Cavity Colors, and then when it gets there, be like, I'm gonna sit in my new comfy trick or treat apparel from Cavity Colors and watch Grave Encounters.
1: Yes. Because you and should then be, be comfortable. like me and grab your friends and take them to an asylum and then play pranks on them <laughs> and get it on video and and then and and, 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 and stream it for posterity.
0: Oh gee, see again why we're never gonna go do this together. <laughs> <You know>? No. <laughs> Okay, on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Left for Dread. Please, please, please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Everything helps. Go tell your friends. If you are like, okay, I've listened to this show for a couple of episodes. I don't really like horror movies, but I have friends that do. Go show this to them. Play it for them. You can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find us on Facebook and our new website, Left4Dread.com. I said new. It's not new anymore. Check out our website, Left4Dread.com. What if
1: you're a new listener? Then the it's new
0: to new. you. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: so yeah, check us out. And um, again, we're always accepting suggestions so if there's a particular movie or property you want us to do in the future let us know we we love hearing from you guys if you if you're a fan of grave encounters uh and you love this movie as much as you do we want to hear your review if you watched it for the first time like i did and you loved it or maybe you hated it i don't know let's hear your <laughs> hot takes uh we hot love takes. hearing from everyone um so yeah just message us on any of those channels and uh um you know enjoy enjoy grave encounters watch it stop everything you're doing the podcast is over go watch it go um, watch it or go watch it again um so yeah uh so so uh, again, thanks for listening mm-hmm. wow so uh again, thank you everyone for listening and don't forget
0: stay tun <laughs>